0: Welcome to Get Your Fix, a podcast bringing you insights and expertise in facilities management. Brought to you by Vixo, changing the way the world sees facilities management. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Get Your Fix, a Vixo podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. And folks, thanks so much for joining us on another episode of the show make sure that you're subscribing to our show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify while you're listening along to today's episode for a full catalog of previous episodes as well as upcoming ones, and we'll give you a notification when we drop them. You can also go to our website at vixo.com, again, vixo, V-I-X-X-O, dot com, for more information on our solutions and services, and, of course, more episodes of the podcast and other pieces of Vixo content. So on our podcast, we've had plenty of conversations on the state of the retail industry and how Vixo is supporting the big boxers, from facilities management to disaster preparedness and everything in between. On today's episode, we're changing course a little bit, and we're going to be speaking to manufacturers and OEMs, companies with large-scale product rollouts and installations. For many of these companies, while their specialties lie in product development and manufacturing, They hit a bit of a wall when figuring out how to deploy their products to customers at scale and install them at scale as well. So that's where Vixo steps in. Our two guests today are giving us their insights on why OEMs may need support for their operational and installation arms and how Vixo's installation expertise can do a lot of that heavy lifting. So I'm pleased to welcome Eric Warner, Director of Construction, and Ryan Baumgartner, VP of Projects and Partner Development, both with VIXO. Eric, Ryan, great to have you both on. How are you doing? Doing good, Daniel. Thank you.
1: Yeah, thanks, Daniel. It's great to be here. All right,
0: well, I'm excited to have you both on. Let's go ahead and get into the meat of the conversation here. I want to start by better understanding uh, what is common for OEMs and manufacturers on this side of their business. So what would you say is a traditional workflow for OEMs and manufacturers to deliver their product launches to clients without operational or installation assistance? Do you see some of them develop in-house operations and installation teams? Do some of them approach it just project by project, hiring different installers every time? What have you seen? And uh, yeah, just kind of pull from y'all's experience.
1: Sure. So, so Eric, I'll, uh, I'll jump in and start. Uh, from my experience, it's usually um, it, there's variances between the situation that most manufacturers, OEMs, or innovation companies um, when they're deploying their products. Sometimes retailers will want to use their own install groups or project managers or facilities folks, but a lot of times that'll cause a lot of thrash um, because they don't plan for that bandwidth. Um, they plan for their reactive maintenance or preventative maintenance and all the programs that they have going on that are consistent. And then when they bring a massive project into the mix, uh, it can actually cause a lot of thrash internally and disrupt what they do um, from a day-to-day basis. So... What Vixo can do is actually come in and an, an outsourced partner, um, if you use that, they can come in. They can usually do it for less cost and do it in, you know, what we have seen um, kind of as a rule of thumb. We can do it usually like in half of the time um, in terms of like a time frame. If you try and stand up your own internal technician base, um, what most find out, is the cost of insurance and salary and and trucks and trying to keep somebody busy you know eight to ten hours a day uh, week after week that cost actually becomes really, really intensive. Um, where you can bring in a VIXO or an outsource partner and actually scale that cost up and down as these projects come in. And it's uh, much more cost effective uh, and it removes that thrash from your internal organizations.
2: Yeah, I think I would add to that as we as we work with different manufacturers, we're kind of seeing a, a, a a, a litany of all kinds of those pieces, um, and sometimes mixtures of those. Sometimes the operators want to do a little of themselves. They're leaning on the manufacturer to do a little of themselves, and it kind of creates a lot of confusion and a lot of who's supposed to do what and when is this going to happen or where's that going to happen. When you choose a partner like Vixo, you can handle logistics. You can handle high velocity, high volume, all at the same time. We can put those put those pieces of equipment. To, to use a lot quicker using our methods than, say, if you're going to go do them all yourself.
0: So when OEMs don't have operational assistance to getting their products out and installed, how have you seen this negatively impact their business? What sort of domino effects can that create?
1: One of the impacts that I've seen is anytime you go to a, a large-scale retailer, um, you know, a grocer a convenience uh, type of organization a restaurant, um, when they have to a- actually allocate capital planning and a budget to to actually get approval to roll this out to you know their their large-scale operational uh, footprint and without an install partner um, they don't really know how to actually budget, the install cost and impact and timeframe. And so what happens is is you'll get approval for the product and they'll buy into the product. And then once you start talking about, well, how long is this gonna take? What's, what's the cost of actually deploying and installing? Who's gonna maintain it? All of these variables actually cause a major roadblock um, for the manufacturers and OEMs. If they don't actually come to you with a full-fledged Um, end-to-end plan to say here's the cost of the product here's what it's going to do for you here's how much it is to install here's how long it's going to take and so what we've been able to do is add that operational arm that can very quickly say not only how much is it going to cost to actually install all of these things here's how it's going to actually roll out here's the time frame and particularly if it's like a revenue generating piece of equipment um understanding the rollout plan and how long it's going to take and what areas you want to go into first, all of that stuff's extremely important to retailers and, and organizations out there. So um, not having that full end to end plan and having an outsource partner and an operational understanding uh, it's a really big thrash and, and roadblock when you're in your sales process for manufacturers and OEMs. Yeah.
2: Well put Ryan. I think understanding your cost of capital um, and the time to execute or the time to getting that piece of equipment installed and generating revenue or generating um, time or whatever those pieces are doing. And then also controlling quality. You know, I think it's important that that's a big piece of, of what OEMs and the end user are looking at is to making sure that if they have large quantities of these things going in these pieces going in across the united states or north america that they want to make sure that they're all done in a similar way in a similar fashion and are done professionally i think that's the other arm that we can also provide is that that next level of of oversight
1: yeah and i and i think um from our experience and in the uh, the manufacturers and oems that we've worked with um Their biggest, probably their biggest impact is actually like their customers that they work with. So um, as as small as like leaving trash around, not giving them... You know, updates in a timely fashion, uh, not being able to schedule appropriately, you know, across thousands of locations, you know, in, in a given few months, all of those things are extremely important to them because it's their product, it's their brand, it's their name. And so having an outsourced partner that you can trust. And having somebody that is very, very detail-oriented and a professional project management organization is extremely important because you are essentially protecting their brand for them. Um, These customers are going to go out to the market for them and speak for them. And um, it's really important to them to have a really good experience. So there's a big trust factor in the execution and the project management and the professionalism is extremely important.
0: So let's go ahead and get more specific and break down some of the key ways that getting an operational partner could help OEMs improve their business operations. So let's start with uh, the potential to increase speed with ability to scale. Can y'all give us more information on how getting someone like Vixo as a third-party operational partner can help OEMs increase their speed and increase their scalability?
1: Sure. So I'll, I'll start. Um, w- one of the things that, that I've seen and experienced is allowing allowing our partners to increase their sales pipeline um, very quickly. And in the way that we do that is because we have such a large operational reach across North America, things like going out and actually assessing a site or very quickly creating a quote, or going into a pilot scenario to do, you know, to to get a test done, so you can roll out to a much larger um, footprint. What we've seen is if you try and do it internally, or you don't have an operational um, outsourced partner, is you have to start to prioritize what's the most important. And you have to fly people to various regions and areas and spend all of this, you know, amounts of money. So, so being able to quickly turn helps their sales, um, executives, you know, quickly put, uh, the essential pieces together that you need to actually move on pilots and actually like win bids and then successfully roll out, um, across an organization. And Eric, I'll let you kind of jump in and talk a little bit more about the execution.
2: Sure. I think one of the great things about Vixo and our partners is that we're able to flex up or down. Um, So, and it, and it affects both speed and scaling. So if you have a small number of stores that need to be hit very quickly, let's say in a couple of days, a hundred stores we need to do in a couple of days, we have that scalability to, to expand our partner base to make sure that we're covering that timeline. And on the same side of that with, scaling, if you've got a thousand sites and you still need them done in a month, we have the ability to go through and and work with our partners to make sure that we can scale up to meet those needs and meet those those deadlines. Um, Operationally and internally, we look at those things uh, on an individual project base, um, reviewing site numbers, geography, all the different pieces that go into the planning of that and then lay out routes for the crews to ensure that when we start, that we're starting in point A, we're working ourselves to point B with all of the crews, different crews that we're working across the, the, the breadth of the organization or whoever we're working with. So that's, that's kind of the secret sauce there is understanding how, how many they have that they need to do, how quickly they need to be done, and then figuring out that amount of, of scalability. How many people do we need to put on this? What are the partners out there that we have in the areas? Getting with those folks, ensuring that we're ready to go, getting logistics put together, and then executing as, as requested.
1: Yeah, and and as part of that, um, going fast is extremely important. But retailers and big organizations out there, I mean, quality and consistency is extremely important to them. So, um, how do you know across five thousand locations, ten thousand locations, that you are being consistent, that you are having quality work done, that these things are being done right? It's not going to cause additional, you know, cost and money uh, if something's done wrong. And I think. Because we have such a you know professional project management organization and great leadership from Eric and his team, you get you get pictures of everything. You have uh, you have reporting. You have insights. All of these things that make a manufacturer OEM's customers that are their biggest you know their their most important piece of their business who are going to be talking about them in the market. All of these things that we can give and offer and documentation and all those pieces are extremely important for them to, to really like feel trustworthy and put their, put their retailers and their customers in our hands to say, hey, we trust you guys. We know you're going to do a good job. Um, that's really important for them to have that trust factor.
2: Yeah, agree. You know, we give them real time looks into what's happening at that moment uh, using some of our service with the software that we have available to the clients to use. Um, Smartsheet is the one that we use and it's a collaborative tool that allows multiple stakeholders in at the same time looking and reviewing data and handling issues or opportunities as they present themselves. Um, So it's a really, really great way for us to be able to say, hey, here's where we're at right at this minute. And anybody can go in and have a look at it.
0: By getting an operational partner uh, into the process, OEMs and manufacturers can also realize their revenue a little faster can you explain how exactly that happens? How uh, getting Vixo in as a third-party partner can help reduce some of the timelines, uh, can help drive down installation costs and um, opportunity cost of capital as well to overall realize some of that revenue faster for these companies.
1: Sure. So I can I can start. Um, I, I mean, the biggest thing for CFOs and and you know organizations are they need cash flow right and so for Oems and manufacturers they get paid um you know up on installation as an example if you have a five to ten million dollar project maybe it's more maybe it's less but if you if you spread that out over a given year to 18 months and some of those factors may be like oh or are the retail wants to manage this project. Oh, they're kind of putting it on hold. They'll roll it out slow, whatever the case may be. Um, if you can, if you don't realize that revenue until 12 to eight months where you bring in a professional outsourced partner that can knock it out in one quarter, you know, three, four months. Um, That cash flow is extremely important to organizations. And so, that one project may be $5 million, but maybe you have three, four projects going on with different organizations. So, if you can realize that, have the cash flow come in, you know, just your weighted average um, cost of capital, that alone for you to reinvest in your company and have that cash flow is extremely important to organizations. Um, So, I think, you know, first and foremost, most, um, being able to reduce the timeline because of the scalability that we have um, is a major, major benefit to the partners we work with.
2: So, I think the second piece to that is revenue generating equipment. Uh, retailers, as they're bringing that equipment in, if they're counting on that to a- provide additional additional return on investment for them, the quicker that it goes in, the faster those pieces of equipment pay for themselves, the faster that equipment spending money for them at the at the end. So I think it's important that if you don't have the ability to scale up to getting those installs done quickly, then you've also lengthened the time of that of that equipment to pay for itself.
1: Yeah and, and just to follow up on that a little bit, Daniel. So As an example, a lot of times OEMs and manufacturers, they'll actually incur the cost of installment and they'll incur warranties and maintenance and things like that. And they'll solely look at what is the actual cost to install that equipment. But if you look at it in totality and you think, well, yeah, maybe it's X amount of dollars to install our equipment. And you know what does that hit to our organization and our overall um, cash flow? What they stop to think about is if I had you know five million dollars after three quarters or after three months versus having five dollars after one year. Um, that is a massive, massive impact to reinvesting in your organization, having that cash flow. Um, it, you know, and then your your opportunity cost of capital. You know that that really comes into play. So it's not just what does this cost to install. The speed of install is extremely important uh, for your organizational uh, health and your overall revenue impact.
0: On top of all this, a no-brainer value that comes with getting a third-party operational partner is obviously reduced operational burdens and overhead. Can you all also get more specific on how that uh, manifests itself in a partnership with Vixo and what some of the hiring uh, or uh, organizational growth or internal cost management um, values that Vixo brings to the table.
2: Yeah, I think, I think what you're looking at is the ability for a, a company to manage something with one person versus having to hire a team to do it. Um, We already have the team to do it. Vixo already has the team to do these things. So then you're really reducing your amount of employees having to touch the project to one, one person to manage the relationship with Vixo and the client, versus having a team of project managers, a team of installers, a team of folks in the field. So I think that's really where that value comes in from, from a from a personnel standpoint. Operationally, we already have the ability to do these things. We are doing them today. We have the experience. We have the experienced project managers already in the field. We have the experienced installers in the field. So there's a very little ramp up time for for a company like Vixo to come out and to do these things, as opposed to having to train hire and go through the thing from the, the go through the installation from the very beginning
1: yeah and and particularly for manufacturers and oEMs they're in the um, they're in the product and innovation segment they're not necessarily in the facilities management um segment so really trying to build an operational model to scale keep them busy all the time um, it, it doesn't make sense from a cost perspective so it, you know to to touch on Eric's point around scaling up and scaling down you know pay pay by the drink <laughs> so it, it's much more cost effective um, the only question is do I trust this organization do they do quality work are they consistent? do we have control you know over the 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 total end to end project uh, you know and and from our partners and from our ex- my experience at least that answer is yes so um so for me, it, it's kind of a no-brainer when it comes to, you know, why outsource versus building out your own operational arm. Um, it, it's just really you have to make sure that you trust the partner that you're working with and make sure they are professional, they have the right documentation, and you're you're protecting your biggest asset, which is your customer. Um, so there is a big trust factor that goes into it, and I completely empathize with that. Um, but when it comes to a cost perspective and building your own operational team, I, I mean there's no doubt that outsourcing um, it, it definitely is a much more cost effective piece um, if you get that consistency and the the quality that you're looking for.
2: I think I'd go back and touch on one more thing that you that you mentioned there, Ryan, and that was giving giving the OEM team the ability to do what they do best whether it's R&D manufacturing or selling those are the points that have gotten them to where they are today where they're selling their piece of equipment or they're selling their their service or whatever that is letting us do the things that we're great at installing documenting and assisting in ensuring that everything is done properly in the field that's where we're that's where we're great so again helping keeping Companies stay where their lane is, where they're great, and where they can be operationally successful. The same thing for us. We we are professionals at installation. We are professionals at execution. So helping them help themselves, really.
0: Last main thing that I want to break down uh, as a, a value point for partnering with Vixo is how this also protects customers, which might not be the... The first thing that comes to mind when hiring a uh, third-party operational installer and partner but is just as critical and something that uh, may often bite a lot of OEMs in the butt. So let's break this down. How do you see bringing on a third-party operational and installation partner to the mix help protect um, manufacturers' customers as well and their interests?
1: So I can I can start here, and I think we've touched on this in in some of the other conversations about you know protecting your biggest asset, which which is your customer. I mean, these people are out in the market, you know, <laughs> giving giving recommendations to people whether to buy your product, not to buy your product. I myself have worked in customer facing roles, um, you know, for fifteen to twenty years. So I've stood on the front lines. I've I've put the uh, the bulletproof vests on and (laughs) taking the shotgun shells to the chest from the customers. So I I truly understand um, the detail oriented nature, uh, the deliverables um, that go into making a customer happy. And so from, from our standpoint, um, complete visibility, transparency, accountability—all of these things are extremely important for OEMs and manufacturers to have for their customers. So, as an example, um, you know we're working with a partner now that you know we we have actually mandated um, all of our technicians that go into the field. You have to take pictures of everything. You actually have to have drawings of where all these things are deployed in the location. Um, You have to have instant updates uh, as you're doing them. We're continuously scheduling with the customer, with the OEM partner. Um, And and these are all project management details that you can really tell the difference from somebody that's just kind of overseeing a project versus actually having a very professional experienced project manager that knows all the details and variables that go into it. Um, there's a big distinction between the two. And a lot of times, um, if you have somebody doing it as a side job, you're going to have a lot of things fall through the cracks and your customer is going to be really upset with you. It's not going to be a good experience. They could even, you know, cancel a contract in the middle of, a, a, of a deployment, which we have seen before. So, um, Everybody thinks customers are high maintenance and everybody thinks they're the, you know, <laughs> you know, you think the world stops turning for you. But every customer is like that and they deserve to be like that. If if you're a major, you know, billion dollar organization that you're going into, um, you deserve to act like that. And your employees deserve and your facilities deserve to have a very professional, um, organized project management team uh, that that can deploy something, be very professional and give you the deliverables that you're looking for. And things are going to happen. 5,000 deployments and instances in a quarter. (laughs) There is going to be things that go wrong. So being able to take accountability, fix it, Uh, And then ensure that it doesn't happen again. Like those are big pieces of, of project management Um, and and people appreciate when they, they know that things are going to happen, but they appreciate when you can actually take accountability for it, uh, take responsibility, pay for it, figure out how to actually fix it and then communicate that across your network and make sure that those things don't happen again
2: i think from the operation side daniel i think you're really looking at protection coming from um, three or four main categories there Um, first would be training ensuring that all of the players the installation players have the proper training and understand where, what the quality expectation is. Uh, the second piece being scheduling, ability to schedule on time so that the folks on the ground in the stores have an, have an expectation that is met about when we're going to be there, being there when we say we're going to be there, and then leaving when we say we're going to leave. Um, closing out, again, back to the, what Ryan was speaking to towards documentation, um, having surveys completed, having the ability to see what's happened at the location, having and the ability to see real time when things are happening at the location. Um, and then the last piece, I, again, Ryan just touched on too, is reaction to, to issues and opportunities. You know, we call it construction. We don't call it perfection. And there's a reason for that because things are going to happen. And I think the real story is said when there is an issue or, or something goes wrong is how do we react and how do we take care of it? And that's where, that's where we know that we can be on the top of the field.
0: Just to ground some of these insights to a specific project, um, I know y'all were able to roll these services out for a national beverage company, which I'm sure was one of your largest operational deliveries. Um, Can you walk us through that project, some of the needs the client had, and why having an outsourced operations and installation partner was so useful to them?
2: So uh, I think think the first thing to be said here, a, a very white glove expectation from this client particular client. Um, and again, we went back to those, to those standards of ensuring that the teams understood the scope of work, ensuring that they were trained properly on what they were to do when they arrived at the facility, exactly what the scope of work was, working with the facility employees to ensure that those, those measures were met, then exiting the facility on time. Um, ensuring that we had the documentation properly, getting that documentation back quickly to the stakeholders so that they could review and ensure that everything was up to their satisfaction, and then finally closing out. And if there were issues or opportunities, getting back quickly to get those taken care of. I think, um, I think a, as you look back on projects, you always find things that you could have done differently or found things that you could have maybe done better. Um, but the good news is, this particular client was very lined out in the beginning, had very realistic expectations up front. Also, ex- explained those to us and communicated those to us in a manner that was very easy to understand. And then we just went out and executed per the plan. So, uh, I think that's the that that was the secret to that the secret sauce to that success. There was really just sticking to the plan, having. Having our partners ensuring that they're trained properly and they knew the expectations of what the ha- what was going to happen when they arrived on site, knowing that what their scope of work was and ensuring that they did not make any mistakes as they got there by looking through the surveys and following up with them as they left it, left the facility. So I, I, I believe that was the secret to the success on that one.
1: I, I would also add that um, one of the difficulties that. Uh, um, our partners face particularly on the manufacturing and oem side is the the differentiation of every single building or site that you go into um, so documentation continuous communication having the ability to uh, creatively price things on a on a uh, scale up, scale down basis, right? Based on deployments, things like that. All of those things are extremely important uh, to to roll out to your your customers and the people that you're installing these things for. Um, all of those are major impacts that that go into keeping your customer happy, making it easy for them, um, taking them. Once again, as we talked about, these are these projects are not their daily job. So these are all extra things that get put on people's plate. So the, the more tasks and the more work that we can put on ourselves to remove from these people's day jobs, that's extremely important for them. And they really appreciate um, the fact that it's cost-effective. Of, and you're removing all this work and thrash from their daily uh, daily tasks because this is just getting piled on to people um, outside of their day jobs.
0: All right, Eric, Ryan, that more or less wraps up everything I was looking to cover on today's episode. So... Last thing is let's leave our audience with some tips and uh, some final set of direction for how they can look to potentially bring Vixo on board. So if we've got any OEMs, manufacturers, etc., product developers in our audience today listening along the podcast, what advice would you give them or direction would you give them? For how they should assess their needs to better understand exactly what kind of operational and installation needs they have, and whether or not Vixo would be a good fit for them.
1: Yeah, I would. I would first start by um, looking at your your budget and your your sales goals, right, for the remainder of 2020 and 21, and understanding. If two, three major opportunities come on, one, do you have the scale to actually execute when those projects come in? Do you actually have the operational arm and footprint to quickly roll out pilots, to quickly turn around quotes? Um you know, th- those are essential questions when it comes to growth. You know, do, you know, think, think the long game, think the big game. It, when these things start coming in, do you actually have that operational footprint? Um, the other part is there's a lot of fear, right? How do we trust somebody? We don't want to give all control over to a, a an outsourced partner. Um, you know, our customers could be at risk if we pick the wrong partner. These are all great questions to ask. And these are all real fears that are out there um, in the industry. Um, but, but with projects and, and with these partnerships, the great thing is um, you can try a, a third party organization out. You can try an outsource partner out, you know, give us a project. It, you know, we're, we're not trying to sell you on, give us the keys to everything. Um, try us out let's run a project for you, whether it's small, whether it's big, um, understand what the deliverables are, the tools that we use, the professional project managers that we use, and then test out the experience, right? It's low risk, it's easy entry, it's easy exit. Um, and and if you have a great experience, it reduces cost, uh, It it... it it essentially opens up your revenue stream and your sales pipeline because you have a bigger operational footprint. You realize the revenue faster. I mean, all of these things are, are benefits for you, but you have to trust the partner that you're with. So um, if you are experiencing some of these issues, you do have fear that you can't scale up um, and and you're putting your customers, clients at risks. Uh, You know, I, I would just say, try, try an outsource partner out. You know, do do a project with them, have an experience, and and then uh, you can make the determination moving forward from there.
2: That's good stuff, Ryan. I think I would add from an operational perspective is to really just ask yourself a few questions. Number one, does the scope of work fit fit our lane? Is this is this something that we do on a daily basis, you know, rolling these things out? Can we manage the quality and the timeline that they have that is sitting out there, the expectations of the end client? And then speed to market. How, how important is it that we get out there quickly and that we get out there efficiently and – with the right quality measures that we need to have in place. And, and then I think I think Ryan makes a good point to say, hey, if you have questions or if you if you want to try something, let us pilot a few of them. You know, go out, pick a, pick a small market somewhere, and then we'll go hit them and we'll go install and we can have a discussion about, hey, this is what it would look like for us. And, and we're happy to share with you the tools that we're using so that you guys can see exactly what's coming and exactly what to expect all the way through the process.
0: Fantastic. All right, Eric, Ryan, thank you both so much for joining us and giving us your thoughts today on the podcast. Again, we've been chatting with Eric Warner, Director of Construction, and Ryan Baumgartner, VP of Projects and Partner Development, both of them with VIXO. Eric, Ryan, I'm looking forward to chatting again soon and appreciate you giving us your time today on the podcast. Thank you, Daniel. Thanks, Daniel. And thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode of the podcast. If you like what you heard and want to listen to previous episodes, make sure that you're subscribing on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And make sure you're going to our website, VIXO.com, for more podcast episodes, more pieces of VIXO content, and more information about our solutions and services. You've been listening to an episode of Get Your Fix, a Vixo podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B, and we'll catch you next time.